Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. can be heard every week, every Friday on the MLW Radio Network on their show, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, in addition to their wonderful podcasts, uh, comedian, comedians, performers, uh, wrestler, <laughs> ring announcer, commentator, all around physical and emotional embodiment of what is good about wrestling and the fandom. They're not just friends. They're not just family. They're our buddies. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Sarah Shockey and Marty DeRosa are, are on Why Do We Ever Meet? Hello. Hello. What friends. an intro. Thank you so what much for intro. having us. I try to wow. do as melodramatic of an intro for everyone as possible. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys, you guys and Scrump have a very special distinction of people that are not just like, it's not a musician or a wrestler or a comedian on like we the, we're talking to our friends that we haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we happen to be extremely famous, which is, you know, sometimes <laughs> with other people kind of like weighs the conversation down, but not with you guys, cause you knew us before. <laughs> yeah. Before. We, okay. we knew you before the wealth and the fame and the cars and the jets. And our, uh, Marty, we have no more space in the garage. We feel all guilty that we've thrived over the pandemic. We lent them that Bugatti that they got <laughs> yeah. all over. We've quadrupled our income. That was a throwaway Bugatti. Oh, that yeah. was that Yeah, was, that was the one that we had a big fight over it because, you know, I said, we need another pool house, not another Bugatti. <laughs> plus, plus, Bad Bunny was hard up, and I think it's cool that you guys did that for him. Yeah, yeah we donated um, that spot. They said you can pick any celebrity to help out as a charity case, and we said Bad Bunny seems like he could use a few more tickets sold to his concerts. Not sure how they're selling. Yeah, it's not going well. He's he's forced to doing Corona commercials. Life's yeah. hard for. We for thought we might have had to have gone to the Bad Bunny concert. One of our friends was like, "We should go to the Bad Bunny concert," and then we heard we like, laughed it off. And then like, I got a text oh. later that was like, "She's like, we're serious about this." And it's like, "Great, we're going to Bad Bunny," but the tickets sold out in like two seconds. So and I, it was never mentioned. Ah. I yeah. will say, I, I was genuinely like, he did a bunch of cool shit. Like he crushed it. He did great. Ooh. We liked it. We yeah. that's that's one. She this is, dude. She has turned into Alvarez and Meltzer in one person. Wow. wow! She hates WWE maybe more than Brian Alvarez at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and like we'll listen to like I'll have on Observer Radio, especially after show days. Sure. Because like, I, I it's I feel like we all are like it, I'm sure you do the same thing. Like I gotta hear what shitty stuff. I is. gotta hear. Yeah, yeah, I gotta hear. I gotta hear what these old crabby sounds. I'll try to. I'll try to listen. But when they fight too much, I go headphones on. Sarah can't do weekday observer. Weekday observer oh, is just like, and I'm Semper trying to Eve write, so it's like I'm hearing their like mean little words, and I'm like, I can't. I need to put on my working playlist. But she'll laugh like she thinks stuff that Brian says is funny. <laughs> yeah, and like because like I know Vince Averill 
uh, from We Watch Wrestling, he and I had a conversation about like a sheer hatred for Brian Alvarez. But Brian has won me over in the during the pandemic, oddly enough. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because I've changed in the pandemic. But he says stuff now that I'm like, shit, I'll text Kevin. I'll, I'll text with Kevin Aldridge and be like, why am I agreeing with Brian yeah. Alvarez right now? And he's like, because Raw's really bad. That's why you agree with him. <laughs> they can all unite when circumstances change that drastically from what they were to what they are now. Yes, yes. So speaking of that, uh, how last year we had plans to be come to Chicago multiple times. Uh, we like we had all these plans that all went away because of a pandemic. Uh, so a lot we we've seen it as like we've been robbed of spending time with you guys and and Strump and Vinny and our friends, but it has robbed a lot of a lot of things from people. How have you guys done in Chicago, which has had its? I mean, Chicago gets a spotlight for being one of the biggest cities in the in the country. There, you know, that's going to be one of the places they look at during a pandemic. How have you guys navigated your own lives with the the bigness of Chicago and your careers? And how how has that gone for you? Oh man, I feel like uh, that's a really good big. That's a big gigantic question. It is. Uh, a lot. I feel like we're we've become very we're like pros at just staying in and getting stuff done. And uh, we're and, really lucky though because we get along with each other. Yeah. We get along with each other. We just other. work on ourselves and our little tiny projects. And then when there's opportunities, we discuss them and then choose to take them or say no, depending on, you know, safety measures and this and that. And we've been lucky to have enough work this year and I'm working from home and Marty's got like voiceovers and stuff like that. So, I mean, we miss all the old stuff a whole bunch, but we found out pretty early on that focusing on all the stuff you don't have can really hurt. And then focusing on the stuff you do have, you can make it better. You can make it more organized. You can <laughs> spend time with your wonderful cat. Or <laughs> podcasting. I become even better uh, making sure Sarah doesn't cry, or if she does cry, I can turn that into. I think we both though have laughter been, quickly. I think we've both been working on yes. not crying, yes. not just you, but definitely both of us. <laughs> yes, I, <No. laughs> I feel like we have during the pandemic. You know, like you guys, couples are are spending like there's more of an intense time together. Yeah. Somebody I know tweeted out like if you have been together throughout the entire pandemic, you get to add three extra years to how long you've been together. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> that is that is uh, I feel like that's a fair trade. Yeah, um, I, I feel like but you went back to work. Yeah. So, yeah. So. How? So that's that's very different. Yeah. Because we're not, I mean, it's more normal in the sense that you are not here. Yeah, yeah. But when, when we were all, when I was working. Yeah, when home, we were all together, it was just like. There was some intensity, you know. Yeah. I'm you here every that. day. Every day now. I used to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> With kids, too, like, that was a weird balancing act. And, you know, and the waves of things we all fight, uh, I... I took probably the hardest dip in my mental health I've taken since pre-kids. Probably for me, for the time we've been together, a rough dip this summer going into the fall that I was just like, you gotta, you gotta deal with this stuff. You can't, Mm -hmm. you can't sit on this. And I don't necessarily attribute it to the pandemic, but I do attribute it to the fact that like there's isolation that led to me like 
pushing that stuff further down, further down. And it <laughs> came shooting out like a volcano. And that's, but then, you know, as a, with my partner, I was able to like acknowledge it and work through that. And I think you guys have shown a good example. I, I listen every week and hear you guys add some peacefulness to the awkwardness of, of, Oh shit, we're all trapped. And, there's <laughs> there's impending doom. Yeah. You guys added some peacefulness to that. I mean, we we were just talking about the other day, like we had to do some like heavy episodes. We just have like a Many. silly wrestling podcast, and we had to do like, like five or six. Yeah, like, we had to do like you know when when Trump would do some dumb shit, or you know when George Floyd was killed, or uh, the the Me Too stuff and wrestling, and just like and I just mean general, episodes like, where no it's just shows. yeah, just episodes yeah. are just like or like something horrible would happen or something. I'd be like, all right, let's do a podcast right now. Like one time in the summer, we were like. You could hear all the like protesting and stuff, and we're and like the sirens, and the helicopters yeah. and like you know. But we we and I don't know if if either of you have felt this way, but like we sometimes will have like a weird sense of nostalgia for like last April of like eight o'clock, everybody pounding oh, on their yeah. pots and pans and cheering <laughs> and stuff, and like yep. our, we used to laugh like we would be watching uh, like dynamite, and somebody would hit a good move, and then you'd hear like. The 8 p.m. cheers and it would feel for a second like, like you yeah, were in another stadium. Wrestling's perfect. Yeah. I I feel we've definitely done that. Oh yeah, we've definitely like or a couple times when we've made the realization that like oh Jesus that was only a year ago. You know, like if things that feel like an eternity. Well, instead of just relationships, it's like everybody's got an extra three years because 2019 feels about three years back and 2025 sounds like the future. And I feel like 2025 is actually when we'll all actually be well adjusted enough to say things are normal. Cause we're all like processing all this trauma. And like you said, like anything that you had before the pandemic is still there and anything yeah. you add through the pandemic. So it's like, yeah, everybody's just working through a lot. And the best thing you could do is kind of try to be sensitive. I, I always laugh. There's like that twisted tea commercial where they always play it during wrestling, where it's like twisted tea. They're like, 2020 was something else. And it's it's like, like, yeah, <laughs> we're halfway through 2021. It's like 2020 so was else. something else. And they're like, and you deserve a twisted 2020. Was, it up, and it's like, I don't know. 2020 was kind of a weird year. If you guys remember, well, at least we have the memes. It's like, you know, a lot of people lost like family members. And it's yeah. so we're living but hey, in twisted tea, around. right? How come I can't taste this twisted tea? What's going oh, on? It to smell better, whatever. <laughs> I my favorite thing has been people that have uh, that have had, done events and then been like, uh, "We're gonna, it's gonna be socially distanced, it's gonna be safe." And you're like, "Well, is everyone vaccinated there?" And like, "Well, no, we we're gonna have hand sanitizer and we're gonna spread the chairs out." Like, fucking stop. Stop like, like a really noble efforts I felt early on. And there was a little golden era in the summer where there were like, I would have like a picnic with somebody and feel like, okay, we've got this down. And then it's just like the stop starts of people being really impatient have led to a lot of, I heard about a party over the summer that uh, it was like the gods were like, don't have this party. All the decorations blew away. There was a catering crew. All the steaks got burned to little bacon zizzlers. And then a bunch of people got Corona. And it was like, yeah, you shouldn't have had that party. Maybe. Yep. 
you shouldn't have done that. Like that, that was, and like you're saying, the universe is going, oh, no, no, you guys were dumb and I'm going to punish you for that. Yeah, I've been trying to do the opposite and like, instead of forcing for what I thought I had in the past, being like, well, what do I definitely have now? What can I do with my time? And kind of like trying to go with that flow. And I've gotten a lot more creative or at least more confident in being like, well, writing is a thing that I can do completely yeah. by myself, no matter what happens in the world. So I'm going to do more of that and see where it goes. Right. I, um, has there been anything new that you guys have discovered just not even just as a couple as individuals that you're like, Oh shit, this is a new thing that maybe I didn't know I loved this much or something that was a part of your life. And now it's like, well, now it's way cooler than it was. Exercise. I mean, yeah, it's like I bought a new coffee machine. Uh, I bought an, I bought an espresso. Um, I miss the coffee shop. I miss going to the coffee shop and like reading and writing more than anything over the, like, it's crazy how much I, I I had such a nice old man life and I miss it, you know, where it's like Sarah would go off to work. I'd wake up, I'd walk and then I'd go get some coffee and read. I was like a retired guy. And then I'd come home and take a nap and then have the place ready for Sarah when she'd come home. And then I'd go do a show at night. Yeah. Um, so like you know, I you bought, had like a perfect vacation scenario. Yeah, it's such a nice scenario. So, but you, yeah, he's redone the apartment to have like a tiny coffee shop corner. <laughs> so you have like, like such a small apartment, so it. it's like we got like a little curtain. So when she's at work, I can be over here. That's uh, great. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But I mean, just like there's been things like we've gotten into, whether it's like TV shows VCR or like party live, like footage yeah, stuff. like YouTube channels and stuff that yeah. we like subbed out one thing for another because. What I will say during the pandemic is it's easier to like burn through something, yeah. <clears throat> whether it's like a YouTube channel or a show or something where it's just like, like we were watching like Kim's Convenience and it just got to the point where I was like, man, we were like plowing through that and we're like, let's take a break. We'll give it some air. Yeah. I've just gotten really inside myself and been like, okay, what's going on in here and yeah. it helps with like moving more and being like more physical and finding out just what I like and not being like having these like, oh, I should do this and I'm going to see these people. So I should. It's kind of like helped me do like a little bit of a factory reset to just like, I don't know, do some crafting like that doesn't have to lead it to anything. And, you know, text people for a while about dumb stuff you remember from the past. Like you can do all that stuff. It's nobody mm -hmm. says you can. Yeah, you I mean, you did. I redid the entire house. The whole yeah, thing. awesome. It looks beautiful. Everything cool. that I've seen you pop up is like very impressive on social media. Like she, she, she redid like, and it was one of those things where well, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I have no vision for that. Like if you leave it to me, it's just going to be like exploitation movie posters and like pictures of Bruiser Brody. So like, don't <laughs> let me decorate. Like that's, that's a, all, that's all that, room that there's there. one, our family yeah. room is my idiotic, yeah. like, look at this dungeon of, of stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, was it, did you feel like, oh, the walls are closing in? I, I should redecorate or is it just, no, I just get bored. <laughs> I just get bored and I'm like, well, I, I saw a picture of this or I like this color and I can do that and that, or I find one little piece and I'm like, 
I should decorate around that one little. Yes. It's so fun to just get those little seeds and then they do grow. Like if you keep tending to like, I'm really obsessed with organizing my colors and my markers and like, they're all in different mugs and stuff. And then I'm like, Marty, could I take this (laughs) container and put these items in it? Like, it's just, and I just blow my newspaper and I go, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. Just like the other day when I said, I, I said, I'm doing some, some organizing. I'm moving some stuff around in the kitchen and you're just like, all right. Okay. But I did everything by color and it's like, yeah. Yeah. We've got like, That's we've good. got these, yeah. <laughs> we, we've got uh, part of our kitchen cabinets are glass with glass panes. So you can see into the cabinets. And when she redid it, she painted the back wall behind the cabinets to match the, the lower cabinets. Very cool. Wow. And I then what her, her, my mother got her into Fiesta plates. Uh, mm-hmm. A very like, to me, that's a very, very Midwesty Ohio plate. Like it's their Fiesta is like they make dinnerware. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's all different colors. Like they have. Oh, okay. sex. It's all. It's so all very colorful. You'll buy one. Like this color will be out. So you get a dinner plate, a salad plate, um, oh, a bowl, a mug, a, a saucer, all that. Yeah. That's what they do with and, figures for boys. They're just shaking these women dry. Yeah. <laughs> They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. yeah. I talked to his mom and she's like, I want to go to the outlet. Like, <laughs> it's like the drug. Remember when I went to that Corningware store yeah, and I lost okay. my mind? There's Sarah like something inside. At a sad <laughs> Corningware store. It's not that sad. It was the mall was dying and Sarah goes, oh my God, a Corningware store. Uh, I got like a dish and a mug with a tree on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how she exactly. is. Exactly. Look, this one's got an owl. Okay, cool. I, I'm going to. I'm going to put a sandwich on it. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about the fucking owl. Your mom would walk into it and she'd start crying. Wait, oh, you, my God. Tell them, wait till you hear Sarah's latest scam. We ordered Thai oh. place the other day because I like to sometimes switch it up and see, like, who's got good ratings. We get a lot of delivery and because uh, we don't yeah. have a car, so we're not doing drive through and stuff. Yeah. This yeah. Thai place served the coconut cream rice in tiny, like, little serving cup dishes, like like bowls that had just been sliced to the very bottom little part. And there are three ceramic ones with a blue stripe around them. And I, like, couldn't believe it. And She thought we were we were... We were creating scenarios of like they were so busy, a new employee just put them in there and was yeah, like, and I, was I like, don't have time to scoop these out. I was like, I gotta order it again so that I can have a set of six. Like, if I have six, I'll never need to order again. And then oh. they came last night and she opened them and she's like, they're here. Uh, <laughs> I was like, do you want to get Thai again? I really like that place. And he's like, you just want those little plates. And I was like, oh, whatever. And then the little plates come and I'm like so over the moon. And Marty gets out a tiny coupon they sent along. And he's like, you were supposed to return the plates to the person who was down there for delivery. Now we got 160 bucks and you're not going to return the other ones because we're going to be the $340 on this. And I laughed so hard. I had to lay down in the bedroom on the floor, not even the bed. It was just like he pegged all of my neuroses about <laughs> the delight of getting free. T- and it's like, it wasn't free. It's expensive to order Thai delivery, especially yeah. like in the city. And if it's a little good. So it's like, they're actually, they pulled one over on me, but I feel like I pulled one over. on them. <laughs> <laughs> We, we rediscovered, we both discovered how much we like vodka. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's good, but well, we both discovered easy mixes smooth. Uh, I see Gordon's vodka because it said smoothest, most mixable. When I was in high school, I get Gordon's vodka. 
That's we do, nice. we That's sunny D, yeah. Ew. So vodka, baby. Oh, what are you drinking? What are you guys drinking with vodka? What are you? Tang? Are you doing Jericho on the rock? <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Jericho on the rock, Steve. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have. We do. Uh, we either get bubbly of various flavors or uh, Lacroix, mm-hmm. and then. You do your own thing. I love ginger beer. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, my God. I love ginger beer so much. There's just too much fucking sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Makes me a little crazy. Um, yeah. It, so I'm on the I'm on the search for some sort of gingery now, something. Now, tell them your whole fancy thing with the shaving. Don't undersell your little... Yeah, I want to hear it. You know this is my dream um, here about. Yeah, this is your so, gig, Sarah. So I'll sometimes I'll make like because I get like fresh ginger I'll put in my tea. Um, so sometimes you know I just grind it up and put it in my vodka as well. Yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not be boozy? Yeah. Yeah. That and lime and yeah. She'll do this whole thing oh, where it's I like love that. yeah. Put it's, the vodka in, squeeze the lime in. Yeah. Th- then do you shave ginger before the mm-hmm. ice? Uh yes yeah. Shave the ginger before the ice. The ice goes in wow. and then the what is that bubbly the ginger peach shit is that no 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 that's too not with no i would nope. never do yeah. that Wes. no you're no. talking like an idiot Wes. please yeah, yeah. i sound like never. a moron how could, how could i get that wrong so stupid <laughs> when uh, we were looking for dishes if we had something that had like writing on one side but would look perfect turned around marty be like we'll just turn it around and i'm like but i'll know there's a live laugh that's love the, print yeah. on the other side it will drive me insane i couldn't understand that i'm like flip it around you don't see the label and the logo and she's like know it's there i'm like oh boy (laughs) and the thing is i'll do the same thing to her where it's like that's not that big of a deal but then i think about like when i'm shooting videos for work i will strategically like put a mug with our company logo in the shot space you know so i can get it in the and i'm like i do that every goddamn day at work like and i look at her going what's the big deal just turn it around and she's like no that's terrible it's just that everyone is different Yeah. Like everyone's yeah. little neuroses are slightly different. I love that you fold up your candy wrappers and tuck them under the decorative yeah, telephone I've got that some we like... have. <laughs> you have some like like little boy that's like grown up techniques where yeah. it's like I just... fold the wrapper very perfectly. Very perfect. And then I slide it under the phone. We have a, a fake rotary phone. I slide it's a real it. Under, yeah. A real rotary it phone that does into work. a lamp. So I slide stuff yeah. under there. Um, or I like to do that. I like to do that and then put it under the tab of like a white cloth. I hide (laughs) hide under the tab. That's a great place to put trash. (laughs) She does that with her boogers behind her bed. Behind. (laughs) Wow. That's so impressive. To what she referred to proudly as her booger stash. Yeah. Booger stash. Yeah. I'm going to barf if I think about it too much, but that's okay. lovely. You know, You're when right I was about Roxy's age, uh, I went maybe a little older. We had a field trip and went to McDonald's and I had the most brilliant <laughs> idea. I ordered a supersized French fries with my Happy Meal. And then I took everything out of the Happy Meal bag and dumped the French fries in and my Happy Meal fries. And I took them home and I hid them in my winter coat and I ate them all winter. Oh, No. Oh my god! And it felt like the most luxurious, fancy, coolest thing I ever did. Because <laughs> McDonald's is like, a treat. Like, please hold, hold on. I gotta, 
I gotta go get a fry. Yeah, or like, yeah, or, like I would like no one would know that I was having these fries because I was like, if they ever find, I would feel massive guilt about the fries. Or like, oh, how hard were they? Day at school, I'm gonna need a couple fries. Fries. I need to go find. I just gotta go home, kick my feet up, and have a few fries, and just. <laughs> and those have to get like hard as a rock, right? Well, look no, who's they, some of them stayed. I mean, they got like kind of like eating a, a bite of a candle. Oh my god! Yeah, like a French yeah. Fry flavored candle. Oh yeah, that gives me here. <laughs> I have a really bad the booger stash. So I told you about my fry. Yeah, ball. yeah. totally yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. And I have a really, I she's proud of her booger <laughs> stash. I have a really like. I get real gaggy about oh my stuff. God, because she'll like, I'll walk in the room and I see it as like an act of terror. She'll just be watching people get like stuff popped out, like, like yeah. you know, like pimple popper yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I'll stand there. I'll walk in the room and I'll see it, and I wasn't prepared to see it. And I'll watch the screen for a little bit, and it'll be like a cyst. And I then my body's like, you're gonna to throw up. <laughs> You're not looking to do that from all the horror movies you've watched? I know. I know. I know. It's really not, like, immune to that. Try eating a popsicle next time. Not red. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have the, I have this weird real and fake thing. Yeah. Like, I have, I, because I've been watching horror movies That's for so weird, long. Though. No, yeah. but like, weird. I get really real stuff fucks me up like yeah i don't know i don't want to see gnarly dark web shit that's not for me i, I just, don't want to watch somebody get their leg broken i don't like any of that. i just I watched a guy cut himself doing a mod making a model and he had a yeah. knife he went like that and it cut his finger and that freaked yeah. me out more than anything that feels like one of those <laughs> japanese horror movies um, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, <laughs> I just like <laughs> I still I still to this day, like I was watching him uh I was watching that movie Raw, that like French yeah. horror movie. And I'll do the like where I put my hand up a little bit. Like, I see what's going on, but I don't. That was my little kid move, and I still to this day I'm like, I'm not gonna watch you eat that guy's that. stomach, but I, I do want to see what's going on. Uh I what recently. I don't know. I was doing that recently. Right. Uh <laughs> cash. Cash, uh, Cash was a teenager, so I felt it was we were of he was of age where we could watch Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, <laughs> no, and uh, he wanted to, and he, he wanted, wanted to, to see it, and I was like, okay, you know, we'll give it a run. What was? How was that? What was the? I hated it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the turtle scene and the monkey scene. That I just made me sad. Yeah, but, I didn't care about the real people. I just. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's like that's like there's certain like people like you got to see this movie and I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, what what about me made you feel like you got to see? I like I can't watch yep. this. Yeah. No, I, I'll watch like videos about it, but I can't watch it. And, like that's Cannibal Holocaust. That's one of them where like I'll watch a YouTube video all day about it, but I don't want to watch it. And then I'll let Marty explain the YouTube video that he saw. Like I like my filth filtered like four times to where it's basically a cup of Kool-Aid and I'll be like, well, that sounds gross. And then I, that's all I have about it. Yeah. I, I, she's definitely like, you've kind of been that way. Like when we first started dating, it was, we were already friends. We'd been friends for a long time. So she knew what I was into you'd never seen a, a lot no, of those movies. No. Like, you know, like I, like the never. first time she'd seen anything like 
an Italian, you know, like a gross out Italian gore movie or even like a David Lynch movie yeah. was when we started dating. And so, you know, at first she was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll partake because we were, I mean, you watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it got to a certain point where I was just like, no, I'm done. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. good. I'm <laughs> good. And ever since then, that. no. Now, I like. But I'll watch gross shit on the internet all day long. Real stuff. Like, My brother and I will send stuff back and forth. And there's only been one time, and it was recently, that he sent me something and I watched it. And then I was like, I need to go sit down. I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> like, that was really gross. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've heard her brother have, like, they're very close. You're very close. Yeah. So, like, they have these, like, they know that they connect on these like that gross <laughs> shit and her and my brother because my brother's yeah, the same way yeah. and I don't want anything to do with it yeah. and neither do my my two sisters uh, sisters-in-law were all three of us are like mm-hmm. I don't yeah I'm not I'm not watching that so we both kinds keep it smart <laughs> oh my violence scripted yeah <laughs> yes yes I want it fake I want it yes my brother being as fucked up and gross as he is when he um because we were with you guys when he was in his in his accident. Oh yeah, yeah we were. Um, I'll never forget that. Yeah, no, it's awful. Yeah. Um, when he went to after he got out of the hospital and everything, when he went to the doctor and the doctor showed him the X-ray, he passed out. Oh, and he's missed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so not yeah. happening to yeah. you. Like you, you've lived. Yeah. Through it, and it's like yeah. maybe I never want to think about that again. I don't. Know. I pass out on uh, rides. I pass out on rides. He passed out on the Tower of Terror. Yeah, <laughs> we have the picture yeah. of us, and Marty's like, oh. I'd like come back to like, hey, yeah, this is great, and then I go back. He out was again. like in those videos of yes. That's me. Great. I'm like the little black kid on the roller coaster. That's, that's out. Oh, that would be me. I'm not a ride person. No, we see. That's what oh. sucks too. Is like we are both like. I want nothing to do with the roller coaster. We live, we're 45 yeah. minutes from fucking Cedar Point. Oh, Cedar Point, the amusement park that I'm a family expert on. They took uh-huh. a picture of my grandpa after he rode the Millennium Force when he was 74, I think. And he was one of the first people to ride the Blue Streak and was a news reporter at the time and got to write an article about it. Really? Who did yeah, you- I've never found the article. And also, I'm finding out that a lot of the things that I was told are like not exactly right we had a um cane that belonged to oliver like yeah oliver twist it was one of those like sea heroes it was like oliver so-and-so's and we have his cane and then i found an article where my grandpa had done an interview and was like in our family, we kept being like, yes, we're, oh, Oliver had Hazard Payne's cane. We would always say like, oh, we're a member of that family and blah, blah, blah. Then yeah. I found this article after they died where my grandpa was like, yeah, you know, my ancestor just saw the ship sinking after this battle. And he was like, here's my chance. He swam out and hacked off a piece of it and had a cane made out of it with ivory from an elephant tusk. It's like, <laughs> we have this like family heirloom that's like not even, it was like, oh, our ancestor was a scavenger during war times. Like, call it a coward. <laughs> and I've been going around to like social studies classes for years, like reverently presenting this cane. And I'm like so embarrassed now. <laughs> He's a goddamn tomb raider. And you're like, look what we have. <laughs> Uncle Lawrence. Croft. <laughs> oh my yeah we we uh we have like the only cool thing in our family is at least as far as i know because i've not done any other research is where my mom's family are guffries 
So we have the like Woody Guthrie is is relation to us, Arlo Guthrie. Like they, that's a big deal. But I, there's also part of me too that is like, that's the Dust Bowl, and that's the South. And I'll bet like it's very cool. Woody Guthrie is an iconic figure uh, in you know this country's history. I bet there's also a lot of really like intense racism and bad oh, shit sure. baked in there too. That yeah, I mean the way that this country was founded didn't go so smoothly, and probably the way that it ever should have. And it's hard for people to like disentangle that from their identity to be like, but it has to be that everything's good. It's good. Right. And it's like, well, you know, no, but it's up to you how you want to make it better. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to subscribe to those things that your family told you to like your insides will tell you what feels right and what feels yucky. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys, uh, during, during the pandemic, have you guys, has there been anything like a specific movie or because I know you guys did like we talked about the fact that like for example like we watched Twin Peaks the whole thing whole thing the movies everything she'd never seen it I had not seen the new series I'm like fuck it we're gonna do the whole thing and glad we did it super fun fell back in love with it our whole family wants to make love to Kyle MacLachlan we discovered <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all of us just are ready to date him at any moment any moment um, was there anything that you guys revisited? a movie, a TV show or something that you're like, holy shit, or something new that, oh my God, I didn't know I was in love with this and now I'm in love. I mean, we... we, VCR Party Live. Yeah, there's a YouTube channel (laughs) called VCR Party Live. Um, It's Found Footage Fest. We watched... uh, Oh, okay. And the show is VCR Party Live. uh, I had never really watched Futurama. We started watching some Futurama. And Marty can do like all the voices. It's so fun. I love Billy West. Like listen to Stern. Like I've I've, like done his voices since I was a little kid. We went through such a like Billy West rabbit hole. The great thing about Marty is that he gets like hooked deeply into topics and then we'll just dive all the way in and I'll learn as a result of that. So some of that, I'm sure you know how this goes. So uh, early in the pandemic, I was uh, listening to all these Kevin Smith interviews, and I was fascinated by, like, how does this guy talk all this stuff but then make these bad movies? Yeah. And Sarah, is so, Sarah, Sarah thinks it's so ridiculous how he calls it the view I thought he was kidding when I first saw that name, oh, and yeah. now... I'm like working on writing all this stuff and I'm doing a lot of world building and I'm like always referring to it as my own little view of school. Yeah. So <laughs> we got into that and it's so funny now where if like, if somebody brings up like Kevin Smith or whatever, and they'll like say something, I'm like, that's not exactly the, what happened. Here's what actually happened. He went to film school in Vancouver. I'm like, Oh no, I know too much. Oh, about no. yeah, you're the expert now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, and then, um, but, and then there's just so many great like YouTube videos about his, cause like he is such a fun, there, there are certain podcasts of Kevin Smith that he's done that are like so good. They're yeah. like, exceptional yeah. um and, and he tells stories and his like, storytelling he really is great so much but then he makes these movies and it's like <laughs> like it's like that we there's there's a great joke in in or in comedy there's a lot of people who will talk about comedy and they have their opinions about comedy and you're like oh my god like having to dr- having done this three-hour car ride uh wes i can't wait to see it go up and then you just go up and you're like farts sound like this and it's like, <laughs> hey, what happened to all this? What happened to that fun, artistic? Deep guy? And yeah. you know, and that's kind of like, 
Kevin Smith to me. And Scrump loves Kevin Smith. And that he last does. I'm like, yeah. all right, let's go. And I sign, I'm just like, I just you like, I'm just a little sad. I can't like, I don't want to trash him to Scrump or anything like that. And, um, and it's like to have your own fan base is wonderful. And he's, and he's carved it out and he's, He's figured it out, but like that was one obsession—not obsession, kind of obsession. He, yeah, it yeah. was a, a research topic, and you got yeah. your masters. A lot of old wrestling, yeah. a lot of old like NWA wrestling from like yeah. '87. I just like when women oh. scream at wrestling; it's so cool. I can't get over, and that's what you said. You can really gauge how well wrestling's doing by how attractive the crowd is. Yeah, and that, like old, when there's bodies with like big boobs out and like yeah. like crispy white blouse shirts and they like they got dressed up and all the wrestlers are like talking about like we're all gonna party after this yeah no they would name bars or hotels we did yes. that in February though we really partied with the yeah. wrestlers and they some of them and they were all like we were watching it and I'm just like god everybody's just like the wrestlers are all so excited because it's the summertime and it's going to be the great American bash tour and they're yeah. all going to be partying every, and it was just like, there was like this like excitement in the air. And, uh, <laughs> and it was just like, we have this whole, it's not a hole. We have this area. So I have a pillow on my lap and, and I have another pillow off to the side. Here's what I'll tell you about me. I call it my eating pillow. <laughs> pillow in the bedroom and an eaten pillow for the couch i like to eat in bed or on the couch so i'll put the tray on top of the pillow yeah man if i have it on here peter thinks the couch is open for business and he can go behind the couch he's never successfully done it but today i just have a regular pillow this is not an eaten pillow i mean he's convinced that he can get back there because he i don't know what he thinks oh no you're gonna squish your brother he gotta get out pete <laughs> Yeah, it's just a problem. Oh no, don't don't show. Me. Oh, I, don't uh, no, no. I have uh, I have an eating. I got an eating table. Yeah, it's a little it's a little side table by my chair by my dad chair. Mm-hmm. That like on Friday nights we get our you know get for I'll bring home pizza. Don't choke yeah. me. Don't choke me. Um, uh, I'll bring home pizza. We'll have my big vodka drink. And I'll I'll have my edible uh, and uh, have my I also have my cup of water and my iced coffee because I like to be fucked up, but I also want to be awake while I'm yeah. fucked it's up. A, you're seeking well, comfort you know, stimulation yeah. at once. Yeah. yeah, I want it all at the same time. I yeah. want to be high, but I want my vodka buzz, and I also want to be awake to watch whatever dumb shit we're watching. I bet and you were fun Christmas morning. Oh, Christmas! Oh, Christmas morning for drinking. Um, <laughs> And then I slide my table over my little table and I, I eat my food and I, I have my vodka drink with my dinner. And then I go to my water and my coffee after that to make sure I, I, I balance. Now was the water your choice or was that an Ashley suggestion? (laughs) Fair. Uh, (laughs) uh, I have, because I've made some, some health conscious choices over the last few years, uh, water is uh, like, I don't drink pop. I can't drink pop anymore. It, I, I stopped drinking it years ago. heartburn. It's bleh, you know, uh, so, but in my head, I'm like, you don't want to wake up feeling super shitty. So you got to make sure you have your water with your giant iced coffee and your giant tumbler of vodka. Like I, the logic is flawed, but up here, a confused, but he got the spirit. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Up here. It's all like, that Wes's brains. All your Donald Ducks have the files in the cabinets. <laughs> it's it looks like it looks like the opening credits of a Charlie Chaplin movie. Just all this stuff moving at the right time, and 
That was one thing that got real big in this house over pan- the pandemic. Roxy discovered old Hollywood. That's yeah. really fun. That's cool. Yeah. I love um, me and my friend Maria, who I've mentioned on the podcast a whole mm-hmm. bunch, like to send back and forth, like just very pretty, delicate things. I feel like there's certain people that you just have an aesthetic with and like old yeah. Hollywood falls into that. But same with like, you know, real cottage core, real Victorian, real natural. It's just nice to have those people where you're like, like your brother. And it's like, we send gross stuff to each other. I have friends, me and Eric Shorey, I mean, DJ Axon Report only send each other memes that are like, just so crispy, weird AI, like messed up. And it's like, that's the one person that I'll see yeah. a meme be like, that needs to go to you. It's like very yeah. fun to spread those nice things around. Yeah. Yeah. Even it, if they're hideous. <laughs> yeah. I, one of, uh, one of my oldest friends and one of my former bandmates, he and I like stay in tune on like absurdist comedy that wave. That's been a through line in our friendship for years. Uh, so it's always like click hole articles yes like, oh my gosh there's some really good ones i feel like they're real specific too it's always something real like that's when the onion and click hole and stuff is at its best when it is the most like down to the most min- minute thing of like dad still sitting in the car waiting for family to, you know like th- that sort of shit or or local uncle <laughs> gets new gets new pair of of uh rock ports like that shit is That's, right yeah. in my real house. Right <laughs> in my real like house. The seven geese that are have taken over my daughter's bedroom and what role each of them appears to have is like one of yep. my favorites. I'll read that every couple of years. That and the here comes Mr. Autumn King every fall. Like that one just hits my heart. Big fan of that one. I like uh I like when it's about a kid that's being a stupid asshole because he, you know, <laughs> he, he he stuck the knife in the jelly and the peanut butter. Like that sort of shit is mm. That's terrible oh, I'm sorry. behavior. <laughs> you okay? Don't do that. You okay, I'm sorry. That. <laughs> that just uh, awakened something in her. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I I do want to bring this up because uh, I know we texted about it. Greasy Strangler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did you guys watch? Did you watch it? No, we didn't no. go back. I wa- so I watched it before when it was on. Are you crazy? I, Colt told me about it when it was on Netflix back in the day. And I watched some of it, but it just, like, didn't hold my attention. I'm just like, oh, this is weird. But we watched that an evening with Beverly Laughlin. Yeah. And yeah. we were watching it, and we're like, what is this? And then we turned it off, like, halfway through. And then the next morning, I'm like, do you want to watch the end of that? And Sarah's like, I do, actually. That's, so we came up with an exercise where it's called Breakfast at Tiffany's, and you have to find a film that, as I recall, I think we both kind of liked it. <laughs> I like it that. something that you both, like, one person really yeah. liked, one person. We, as I recall, I think we both kind of liked it, and we agreed on that movie. That's a Breakfast at Tiffany's movie. Okay, okay. We, it's just absurd enough to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and a lot of times Sarah will go hit pause. How much time is left in the movie? I need to know where midpoints are. And I need to know the first ten minutes, and I need to yeah. know the midpoint because like, we like structure. We watched nobody last night, and Sarah's like hit pause. Where are we at? I'm I like, was right at the midpoint. I was midway. so right. She's like I knew it. And Bob Odenkirk, let me tell you, it's how so, is that? Is it good? So sexy. It's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Like, not just hot. I think I'm, like, thinking about it. It's really fascinating to me, like, how yeah, they managed to make him, like, and he did it, too, obviously. It's, like, all this work came together where it's, like, oh, there's something very, like, alluring about this type of 
hero and he got yeah. in shape. Yeah. Um it's great. It's 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 just like all of those, you know. Okay. And I haven't seen any of the other I didn't see any of the John Wick. Yeah, so this like I blew told- my mind. I was like, this is a great movie. And Ryan's like, yeah, you should see the original. Because <laughs> instantly when we're done, it's like, let's go. I have to watch all my YouTube video guys. Yes. Um, I need to go like take say. a break and let my thoughts settle in. Sometimes I yeah. can't immediately go to the YouTube guys. But she she's yeah. like because I with that Evening at Beverly Laughlin, it's like one of those where it's like hip pause and it's like there's four minutes left. They're not gonna wrap all this up. That's and, what bummed me out at the point. I was like, well, out there, they're yeah. not really gonna be a romance. They yeah. teased me. They teased me that there would be a real romance. I would have loved that movie if I was like Cash's age. That would have probably been like my favorite movie. Napoleon Dynamite. And I wouldn't have been able sure. to like really say why, but I would have been like, this is like what I make I all my girlfriends watch. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> the girl in my basement's gonna watch this dumb movie with me, and I'm gonna be like, this is what I'm What's the one movie? I'm um, thinking of ending. I'm things. thinking of ending things. The one that I yeah. hated. I loved it. It was so good. It was awful. I, I I was hitting points where I was just like, "How much fucking longer is this movie? <laughs> what the fuck is going on?" And when it ended, Cash and I were like, "That was awesome!" <laughs> and I was like, "You guys are fucking stupid." I mean, I was ripped, so I was just like, "This is amazing." But yeah. I like Charlie Kaufman. I like adaptation and being John Malkovich and what about the freaking oh what's that movie what's the movie where they're all animatronics Anomalisa did you watch that yeah, that's fucking that weird too uh-uh. I hated that movie more I than like that movie shit. I've ever seen in Sarah made me play a clip of it and I was watching her film. Oh, she was like oh I went to I would never <laughs> forget I me and my ex-boyfriend bonded with another couple and became such good friends over how much we specifically had problems with like the heart and soul of the message of that movie because that's yeah. my big thing is I'm always like if you can make something why not make it nice and put your whole effort towards it and then people are like sometimes you just want to make something to like get it out of your system and it's like I need to respect that just as much as the other thing, but sometimes I, it's oh, it's so I have hard. I have a tendency so I because I've watched movies so intensely for so long, I do lock into those chaos filmmakers, and I don't. I will go on the three and a half hour journey, and she's just like, I don't want to do that. I will go on the journey, them, and yeah. I'll just hear I about will, it later. Yeah. <laughs> I will ride with. I'll ride the dark wave with them. And I'm I I get something from it, and it yeah. goes beyond like some of like I of course I love. What are you doing, you psycho? He's just throwing shit around the kitchen, like um, D- David Lynch and Paul Schrader and guys like that. You know, that's one thing. Yeah, put into those foreign filmmakers. I'm not from those countries, right? That. That mentality, Tarkovsky, people like that. I want to know, like, what... I feel like those are, like, the second of Joe Bob's double features. Yes. Like, those movies are always like, now what is this movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then I'll be like, yeah. I don't know. But, like, the, over the pandemic, like, Dial Code Santa Claus or The Love Witch. Yeah. Were like, Ooh. What's those? And those I was like... Sarah would be like, I'm going to bed, but, like, this looks interesting. Tell me all about this Yeah, I'll tomorrow. be like, take note, because I'm yeah. into this. I like the aesthetics and uh, love yeah, when I'm obsessed with her outfits. That's what, yeah. that's what locked yeah. her in, is the yeah. look. She, yeah. And you love witches. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's that, like, amount of effort where you're like, wow, somebody, like, paid attention to every single detail. Although, it's another one where I'm like, I want a movie where it's that level of detail, but it's a really thrilling adventure that includes a romance that changes everybody's lives for the better. And that's specific. I recognize that. <laughs> yeah. um, now, since we're talking about that, 
this, and I think this talks about how you grew up. <laughs> okay. Midsommar is like her, that, has that become your favorite movie? I mean, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like we've never seen that. It's intense. Yeah. But like, but it's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. How do you he feel? Says, I want to see like a cut of all the peaceful moments of it how, and none of the scaries. I'd love that. Well, Jesse, how do you feel about that Hardy's commercial, like based on like Midsommar? <laughs> There's like a Hardy's commercial, like, join us, won't you? And it's like clearly based on the movie. Really? What the fuck is yeah, going it's like Hardy's Carl Jr. And they're like, join us. Yeah. And, and, and then their when eyes they, get like the little Hardy star in their they, Yeah, when they take the bite, their <laughs> eyes turn. I don't think that some are scary. I don't, I don't think it's scary at all. I would probably. It's, I don't know if you would, because there's some intense moments. Mm-hmm. But how about this? I almost left the theater during the first it of the recent it series because at a certain point I go, Am I too scared? Do I need to walk out of this theater and stand for a little while? And I didn't, but I it was a fight. We went to the drive-in. Oh, Jesus, you just can't hear this. We went to the drive-in and saw that one. And it was fun because they were they showed a kid's movie before and Roxy was still little. Um and we're like, we'll go watch this. It was like the Lego. Cass wanted to see yeah, it. he really wanted to see it. It was like the Lego Ninjago movie, and she really wanted to see it. We watched that one, and then they showed it. She was little enough, like she was ready to go to sleep by the time it started because it's close to midnight. It was late. It was late. Yeah, it was late. But, you know. So we thought she had fallen asleep. When oh boy. It started. <laughs> and it starts out, and she was apparently like in her in her car seat and just like watching. Watching like between the seats. Oh wow! And uh, it, start, talking, it looks like a kid's movie. Not, not, it does not talking at all. Um, Georgie gets his arm pulled off, and there's blood everywhere. And she goes, "Did he just pull his arm off?" And we we're like, uh, <laughs> "Excuse me, I have a little question." Did you guys each run out of the car? <laughs> Her little head popped up like it was like, so fucking scary. And then, oh no! Karma? Yeah, that's like a pretty good. Uh, I'm so that's a pretty good origin story when you're getting your Academy Award for like best director. Yeah, that's like pretty amazing. <laughs> and then during the um, it's when the one kid and the leper. He's like chasing him. By oh the yeah, house. yeah. She all of a sudden just out of nowhere goes, "I gotta go to the bathroom," and I'm like. I don't want to get out of the car. Like, I have to take you all the way over there to the bathroom. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave the Well, place. might as well go now before the real scaries come out of the credits, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely scary. Uh, oh, Cash okay. found the Hardy, the, the Hardy's commercial. Habanero ranch burger. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Oh, Join us. <laughs> Yeah, um, bold choice for a commercial. Yeah, it was a bold move with with Midsommar. She, I think the lock in. I don't think it's scary. I think it it's abrasive. Yeah, but I think not my style. Not your style. Um, <laughs> I, I think there's enough like they're they're addressing tra- trauma and absentee relationships. Like yes. they're they're addressing like. This is somebody that, like, that it, it basically is talking about the pain that comes along with a shitty partner not being there. Yes. 
Yeah. That's a really it, interesting thing. And I love when horror movies investigate that where it's like a real thing too. that we've all kind of felt on some spectrum or another. And it's like, yeah. okay, we're going to dig in and you're going to feel the effects of when this is really like not good. And I think that's just as important as a everything nice movie. Yeah. Right. And joining a cult. Which and, cults are always fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like that. <laughs> I, I think uh, like... And go back to like Greasy Strangler and Beverly Loughlin. Like, I I think what I think what I am so I find so appealing is when a filmmaker is willing to like put something ugly on the screen. Yeah, I like that's the my love of John Waters. Right, because I think growing up, every movie looks perfect and beautiful. Yeah, and then like you saw like a John Waters movie. I remember seeing right. kids, and you're just like. Well, this isn't like she's all that. Right. <laughs> you know, right. This is this kid's is different than she's all that. Yeah. yeah. And and I like you when you watch like if you watch, you know, using John Waters is probably kind of the template where you look at something like Pink Flamingos or Female Trouble, where he has these fun characters, but they're not they're not Hollywood ready. Mm-hmm. And the same way with kids. Like one of my favorite things about the movie Kids is they're Larry Clark creeps me out, but all of the kids looked, they were greasy and sweaty and like they had acne and they weren't, you know, outright attracted. Normal kids. They look like kids. Yeah. Is appealing, but also like. What is that? Tully, the lead kid can like barely talk. Right. Like he he had a bus mouth. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. And I, I, I look at those kids and like I, I see myself. Like you look at those people, and you're like, I see me up there. But I also feel like that makes it sometimes a little too real. Yeah. You know? like yeah. Just... So when you talk about uh, pink flamingos, like, do you mean like not Hollywood ready? Like the butthole? Was yeah. That... Well, it's specifically like watch uh, a talking butthole is not. That's not. That's not Hollywood ready. <laughs> that's not, not what the Hollywood. world wants on Comedy Central these days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we would be remiss if we didn't, I mean, we have to talk about wrestling a little mm-hmm. bit because that's, I mean, that's we where our, to talk con- about wrestling a little bit. <laughs> that's where our connection with you guys comes into play. Um, you, you guys have been, uh, have been like, you guys are the, um, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Claws of, of wrestling. White Claws? White claws, Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. White Claws yeah. of, of wrestling. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> we do love our claws. We love that everybody loves our beverage. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so happy that everyone's enjoying it, that we put out a stronger one, only Marty can't find yeah. it anywhere yet, and Sarah's mm. not comfortable asking the convenience store clerks when they're going to stock the Sarah white has, claws. Sarah has such a connection with our convenience store across the street where if she forgets her wallet, they just run a tab for her. It's only happened twice. And I go, twice. I go ask them when they're getting the new white claws. She goes, oh, I would never ask them that question. Because then I go to the rabbit hole of they're going to ask me if I drink them and I'm going to have to say, no, my boyfriend, and they'll do that. Um, what's <laughs> Oh, that snuff box where the guy goes, he's like holding her, her dog or whatever. And he's like, this is the wonderful neighborhood. You should move in here. And she goes, oh, yeah, such a gentleman. And then she goes, my boyfriend and I are thinking about it. And he goes, oh, fuck off. And he kicks the dog down There's the like a super cut of every time a woman mentions having a boyfriend, this yeah. guy going, fuck you. Fuck you. And then like <laughs> ruining the situation. And that's like... 
because I don't drink the White Claws. And well, I want to be honest when people ask me questions. We're getting a lot of like wrestling's aunt and uncle lately, which is fun. Yeah. yeah. And I, uh, think, I think that that is been... calling me ma'am on Twitter about it. <laughs> ma'am. Oh. I, I think it, it, I think what you guys have done that nobody, like there's, there, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people in the wrestling podcast swimming pool, but you guys have become the lifeguards in my opinion, because. <laughs> well, but we don't scold. We never yeah. scold. We just go, <laughs> no, no. We go, guys. guys. And, then, and then like, all right. Yeah. Uh, Thank Marty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys have found this way to continually, even at the shittiest times, like even during speaking out where, where, or, or where it was like. This is fucking terrible. <laughs> like it was it it was like the heaviest cloud that I remember in a long time hanging over yeah. wrestling. Yeah. And you guys still found a way to be like, no, this is still all of our our thing, and we're still allowed to find joy in it. Uh and I, I have to ask, like, how did you guys how have you what has kept you connected to it? Even we've seen like the pandemic has made a lot of shit very visible it's good long term it sucks when you're in the middle of it how are you yeah, guys social still finding media. people can't really get away with lying well, anymore because can't. everyone yeah. can immediately report on it with pictures and videos i think that's an interesting thing that we're navigating overall that's going to extend long past the pandemic i agree um, but i think for us it's it's mostly like that perspective of like uh Colt has talked about this before of like getting on the happy bus or the miserable bus. And it's like, yeah, when things are really bad, you can really grind in and point out how they're bad in a million different ways. But at a certain point, like that's not what people need. And, and you can really heal a lot more sickness uh, by kindness and trying to understand and empathize. And, and, you know, the idea of like, canceling people I think is going to be so outdated because humans just don't go away. People, especially with social media, like people just don't go away. So it's like, you can be really like, I'm on one side of this or one side of the other thing, but it closes off the idea that things can change. And I just prefer kind of like, if it's a rainstorm, then yeah, I'll get out an umbrella and see if there's any flowers growing. And it's like, yeah, it's a happy go lucky attitude, but it serves me. And I think it serves the podcast and just kind of giving people a little hope when things feel like that. I think yeah. so, yeah, because it, it is really easy to it's really easy to dig in and shit on something. And and I, I mean we're all guilty of it. I I, I and I, I she like the only time you get really worked up with wrestling is is uh is that McMahon family. <laughs> oh, that old McMahon you know, that's a good place to put your uh, anger if it's gonna go somewhere. I should get out my trading cards. You recently gave me all yeah. the McMahon trading cards. <laughs> yes. All the McMahons and a trading like, card stash. Linda's always showing up looking dignified on television and running her own business. <laughs> yeah, I think for for us it's like you can watch like um whether it's like AEW and then you see a lot of people that we know who have like been yeah. working so hard and they're achieving their dreams. Then you switch over and then you get this like, you know, corporate empire, uh, you know, running the show, trying to be the best Disney they can be. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. but within that there's little stories we, because we, there's still those indie wrestlers. There's people that yeah. you spent time with. So it like becomes a thing. Yeah. Like, 
can't and separate like, it out as good or bad. It's just yeah. all this weird, you know, mandala. Yeah. We've been calling WWE Dave and Buster's wrestling lately because it's, <laughs> it it's so, so like spot on. It's so Dave and Buster's. Yeah. And then like there was a day like the other day where unfortunately a lot of people, you know, uh, WWE fired a lot of people even though they're like crushing it money wise. Just like last this. year on the same and, day. But it, it, it is. Wow. It, I told Sarah, I'm like, this is what makes wrestling exciting. Like there's all these new fresh people out in the world and like some are going to sink, some are going to swim, but it's like the circle of wrestling. And like you said, when, with those, when those shows came up where it was like, I, I can like specifically remember like whether we had Paloma star on when we did the, the, the speaking out and the me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, or like just some episodes where it was like, you know, we got to talk about, like, we can't, there can't be this week in America and just be like, all right, Drew kicked off raw, took out uh Baron Corbin. It's like, you got to talk about what's going on. Well, and then even personally, I felt like we had made our pets such a part of the show that when DJ passed away, it was like we had to talk about it. And I didn't want to, but then it felt really good when we were done. It's like, yeah, you can either kind of do it for everything and be those open doors and like talk yeah. about what's going on in your life, what's going on. Or you can, you know, do the like wiggly do's. And it's like, yeah. we want a little and bit of everything. We've had a, one thing that's really become clear from watching uh some of the other people that we know that cover wrestling it's like we we've sort of cultivated this this uh community where you know we had a couple people who were like i think you're too like rough on trump or whatever and it's like that's the way it is so sorry um but like i see some of these podcasts that that are fighting about ever and i'm just like thank god we don't don't have any of that stuff where it's just like you know and 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 maybe some of those podcasts are like quote unquote bigger or more successful, but it's like the day to day social media can't be worth it. Yeah. Like a day of like David (laughs) Bixon span on Twitter fighting with people and it's the good fight, you know, but it's like, I just can't understand like, you know, like the cornet people and this and that, like I'll dip into that, but I'm always just like, I just can't. And a lot of it too is, I'm sorry. I keep talking a lot of it is like, yeah, um, and it, it, you know, I, I never want to be one of those people of like, you got to be a wrestler if you want to talk about wrestling. Cause obviously that's not true. You can cover stuff and not yeah. be, you know, a, a member of that thing. But there are stuff that like we know happens, but they just can't talk about or, you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, yeah. but I think that, that people are starting to figure out just about everything in wrestling, but there is some stuff where it's like, why didn't they do that? And it's like, well, cause this guy did that. And you're like, that makes sense. Right. Uh-huh. Right. And I, I feel like, um, you know, like it's hard with, with the WWE product with all of this new stuff out here. It's really great. I love that AEW exists because it creates a new the playing field changed every and so many of our friends got like jobs and during a pandemic not worrying about like the people every time someone joined AEW or showed up on dark it felt like a little victory for independent wrestling because you know even though it's not happening we're not not thinking of those people no no and i look at i i look at even even somebody like a brian cage i looked at him and went he's a dad he's got a family so like him showing up there and having a full-time job that he can pay for his, his take care of his family with not that his wife isn't capable of, you know, finding a job. She works and does her thing. But I think of a guy like him and go, that guy's taking care of his family. That's really cool that there's this place that did that or even something small, like, 
like Tony Khan paying for that song for, for Jungle Boy or the Getting the Pixies song for yeah. Friends. These are cool moments that we can hold on to. But even in that, WWE still has stuff where, like, for us, like, with Zach and Dez being there now, mm-hmm. I ha- we have to, like, I look at them and we watch, literally watch them come up. Mm-hmm. We have to, we like, I, I feel an obligation to, like, support them. Yeah. Or, like, for you, it's, I know it's the women that you yeah. feel str- the strongest about. Like, that, that was what you wanted to watch at Mania. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, she was. <laughs> that was it. It was the women's matches and and Brian and Brian. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think and Bad Bunny that, and, and Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny. Yeah. Hey, man, he yeah. was the he was the surprise was of the life. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, what has been? Who are your favorite people right now? Who are the like? Well, I mean, we all have the ones that we love, but like, who are the people that you're like, man, I'm really. I really like you right now. I I'm, I'm I really both Sasha and Bianca, which is very like trendy right now to say, but also like just looking at their patterns and their day to day. Like, yep. what did you say that nice thing about the footage of Sasha backstage? Oh, you saw no, no, you saw Sasha at ringside, ringside. by the by the guardrail watching. Loved it. And it's yeah. like you and think smiling you think about like that, and then you think about like. Oh, I don't know, like Sean telling the referee to get Brett out of his fucking ring or like Hogan being like, how can I make this about myself? I'll give Ultimate Warrior the belt and then I'll have this big boo-boo face. And like, yeah, yeah seeing it done the right way. And, it, yeah. it, you know, it's like one of the cool things about AEW, it sounds like the culture backstage, like, you know, you heard like WWE back in the day, like around the early 2000s where it was like, you had your like Benoit and Bob Holly and Eddie Guerrero and JBL. And they'd make sure you did everything right. Otherwise you had all the heat in the world. But right. W, it seems like there's like a lot of guys who are just kind of like, come on, man, don't be a dick. Like, come on, man, don't do that. And that's what Alan Watts says that the best societies historically are the ones that didn't really have a set government and just kind of muddled through. And yeah. I think that that's like, there's something to that where it's like, we don't need one person in charge to keep their eyes on everything. Like it's better if everybody's like, Hey, we can like check each other in a like kind, friendly way, as opposed to being like, this is my territory and I'll shit yeah. in your bag. If you get in the way, it's like we're yeah. evolving as a species. And, and I think again, social media makes us all a little bit more accountable. And we're in this phase right now where a lot of gunk from the past, like centuries is kind of being like aired out and cleaned out and it doesn't feel great, but but it will feel great when things are like actually cleaner and people sort of learn from these things. Yes. What do you, uh, when we look at the people that were released, yeah. Who like we we're going to fantasy book here. Cause I know you guys have been trying to like curtail fan, the fantasy. No, no, no. Book. It's okay to fantasy yeah. book. Just you just don't fantasy, fantasy believe. believe. I like that. That's right. <laughs> that will keep you from ruining pay-per-views and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is it. I it had a right way I put yeah. it in my head. <laughs> Um, what, what, what is your, who are some of the people you're the most hopeful for out of that bunch? I mean, Samoa Joe, of course, is like Samoa Joe is the, like of the, the people of my age, you know, yeah. of the indie fandom. It's like, oh, baby, here we go. Yep. Um, I've always loved him to begin with. Yeah. Too. I came in late, but I've always loved Joe. Uh, yeah. Joe. And I think, I think like. You know, I I would say I'm more of a AEW fan, so it's like I would love to see you know like uh, Chelsea Green for the women's division yeah. and Mickey the James, the icon. You know, everybody. It would be great if we just scooped. But more, I, but, but like I I also I also saw a picture of Tucker 
Yeah. Open a joint, playing <laughs> golf, looking very fun. We were so excited. Guy, I want to see that guy show up. I want to meet that guy. On like Arc or Impact or something like that. Black um, Label Pro when those yeah, shows come back. He's gonna I want to see some people on the indies. Like, he's I want to call be, some matches. Tucker Knight will be a giant on the indies. Like, yes, he will. Fathom how big he is. Because he'll, I mean, like in AEW, how it's like Luchasaurus is like a giant. That's how he'll, that's Tucker will yeah. be in size. Yeah. Um, so that'll be very interesting because watching all the independent stuff over Mania weekend, it's like the big guys really are are lacking and there needs yeah. to be bigger guys and stuff. It'd be a fun storyline to have somebody call out someone who's not signed and it's just kind of like, oh, we got to deal with this. Like where it's yeah. one of those, like, will they get signed? Because that's always kind of fun too, where it's like you see someone show up and you hope for the best and then sometimes you never see them again and sometimes they get signed and it's like, you know, exciting. I know it's people's lives, but it's also um, sports entertainment. <laughs> right. right. We had... Like I, I definitely like in my head, I'm fantasy booking and selfishly, I like right away. I was like, Joe and Suzuki need a feud immediately. Yeah. Immediately. And that is because I, I mean, Minoru Suzuki is, I, <laughs> I really, I like, I, I would like Folly ever talks about, I'm pretty sure they're in a relationship at this point. I just, yeah. But like with a guy like that and it, I'm just like, Let's get this all done. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be this young forever. Like oh, be able no. to do this stuff forever. Like let's really go. Yes. And um, I like everybody kind of moving and going and signing these contracts Thank where you. it's like I can still do other stuff, and it's like you can do other stuff. I I, I would like to see Joe get that Moxley contract is the best way you know for lack of a better term for it. I'll call it a Moxley contract where it's like I'm your TV guy. But I do want to go over here because I didn't sure. get a chance to do that, and I want to do it. Yeah. And, and I'd like to see a guy like like I think Tucker. Tucker also has a shooter wrestling background. Yeah, he's a prizing amateur wrestler. Yeah. I, I didn't know he had that sort of background. Wow. So he'd be great in NWA. He'd be great at Impact. Is the Impact seems to be the place where they go and reinvent themselves now. I, yeah. I, and so that no guy crowds, still, still, still no crowds and Impact. Yeah. So Impact to me like. I know it counts, but to me, it's just like I'd, r- I, I'd rather see someone go to NWA than Impact. Then I can see what the crowd thinks of them. Yes, you know, yeah, I he's having people work in his tea shop as the his NXT NXTEA, <laughs> and then they graduate up to NWA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I also, I mean, Billy Kay and Peyton. If they don't put them back together, I will. I mean. I, they'll probably get back to Ooh, They'll be friends back. no matter what. And friends can sure. do whatever they feel like. And maybe they'll put on their own, um, oh, what's that terrible show that I didn't like? The Backyard Brothers being bad. Talk and Chop a Mania. Oh, Talk and Chop a Oh, I found it myself. I didn't like it. I love um, the idea of it, but I don't think it was patient or well executed. Uh, or well yeah. edited or well shot. But I, I think this is like too... With the pandemic coming, hopefully coming to not an end, but sort of like a manageable thing. And everybody's yeah. getting vaccinated. Hopefully people are getting vaccinated. <laughs> and like, so that 90 days will be up in this like July something. Yeah. So it's like, that'll give it's companies, that'll give companies like lots of times <laughs> to be like, here we go. All right. And like, 
come like August, it's like, here's the summer lineup, you know, or the new fall lineup, like a TV show. Like, Ooh, yeah. here's the new lineup. This is ROH. We've got this guy now. Or yeah. this impact. We've got these ladies now. Jess Archer and Samoa Joe teaming up like, yeah. for the, all the pickles. Because Nathan told me uh, a scoop that AEW has signed somebody. Who said um, that? Nathan gave me a scoop. Oh, Nathan. Uh, he that... had to buy him Culver's, but he got a scoop. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody Culver's was getting mine. They're like, well, who? And he's but like, I can't, can't tell you that. Yeah, I can't tell anybody. Um, and I'll I'll text it over to you and okay. you can just get your. Um... And don't do an after show where you're like, now that they're gone, we'll tell you all the secrets. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're on the Amigo deal. All okay. right. Okay. Sending it over. So keep that super secret. If Nathan's even telling the truth, who knows? Who knows? So it's like. That was a Roxy seeing Jungle Boy yeah. face. You made yeah. a Roxy seeing Jungle Boy face. So, you know, and there's someone else, too. Nathan also, Nathan also someone else got signed, but I don't you know who. who. And then all these people. So it's like, you know, you can't sign everybody, but we'll see how it goes. It's always wrestling's that whole thing of, like, it's always good, like, pizza, even if it's a little bad. Like, there's still yeah. yeah. there's still cheese. There's still elements that you like, even if it's not as well done as you would have chosen Cassia, Cassia just had to get his boner off my arm. Yeah, well, you know, it's a, he's a young guy. It yeah, Chris Jericho was still having wet dreams when he was twenty-five. We okay? Like that, that was that promo. Sarah's obsessed with this, by the way. <laughs> when Chris Jericho came that. out, did a promo, and he was like, "And MJF, like, yeah, you're this business mogul. You're doing all this stuff at twenty-five. When I was twenty-five, I was still having wet dreams, and I was like, still wait." <laughs> 25, but would you at that time have, like, control over your general, like, rhythm expulsions? Like, were you meeting women? What's going on? I think about it all the time, and I don't know why he said it. (laughs) She obviously wasn't paying close attention, but that line, because when he said it, you know collectively most people were going. I went, huh? I did the David Bixon span. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's, I find myself doing that, like, that's a favorite thing in an AEW pro. That, that's my favorite uh, variable in AEW is they're not scripted. So there's the, the so you get to the beat a little bit, and yeah. sometimes people panic yeah. and like they'll just lose. Yeah. The closest thing in WWE was that weird Matt Riddle. Do they have scooters in Japan, bro? <laughs> he went like, never mind. I don't nah, have it. I'm gonna uh, go. <laughs> what do you? Uh, I'm I'm hopeful for. Uh, I'm hopeful for. A guy like Kalisto, yeah, because I think, like right now, people are people are back in love with Luchadors, and yeah. and I'm I'm all for that. Like after the Laredo Kid thing, like yeah. like, and then that gift last from <laughs> last weekend of Laredo Kid, yeah. Like, I mean, uh, Kalisto or Samurai de Soul was he was supposed to be the next Ray? Like was we were we were promised he was going to be the next Ray, and it was just like. Oh, man. Um, yeah. And it'll be cool for a lot of those guys to get back out there and be like, I could still do real cool stuff and, and the, I can tell stories. And The luchadors became like real heroes during this. All the videos I saw, we were talking about this with Paloma recently. Like they were helping people get vaccinated. They were yelling at people. That was awesome. didn't have masks on. Like, oh, and that's like, that. that's what heroes do. That's what baby faces do. Yeah. I'm thinking how like Ring of Honor has all these luchadors now and it's like, Sign Kalisto. I agree. I mean, like, go all in because that we go to the MLW shows here in Chicago and they pull such they pull such a huge Hispanic full family crowd, like kids and and adults all together. It's wild. It's awesome. 
What's the What's the show that you've been watching? Oh, what show? The The show that you've been watching what, every they, morning. His what uncle's is a luchador. Victor Valentino. Victor Valentino. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's, it's on Cartoon Network. Uh, the, oh, cool. The, the family. Yeah. Is, they don't show it on like Spectrum Cartoon Network anymore. They show it only on the Cartoon Network app or like HBO Max. Okay. So it's like a secret cool thing that somebody made that you get to find as a treasure. <laughs> oh, I think it's a series. I, yeah. Uh, I think there's only two seasons. I don't know, but their uncle is. He's a luchador, right? Yeah. And wow. they have They're like uncle. they have uh, like it, it, the the whole it's a Hispanic family uh huh and they, they only live with their grandma the, the the two boys right yeah and one like, older one smaller they've they've worked lucha libre into exactly. the fabric of the show yeah and they have to help their grandma and I. I'll watch, I'll peek my head in, and I can, like, you'll see posters of the background and stuff. I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. And that's very I, I mean, how crazy is it that there hasn't been, a, like, a successful WWE cartoon? Like, Camp WWE had so much substance and um, really, like, a lot of potential that was just never lived upon. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm, ho- like... I do think with this batch of people, it's the same way with the last one. Like some of the people in that first wave, I, you know, I don't know that we'll see them again. They just, that's what happens when they, when they do these releases, there's like your instant people who are going to get hired. Yeah. And then there's some of the people who will like hit it a little bit and then kind of go away. And then there's some who just are like, unless it's like a big money contract, I'm not going to do anything. And then you'll see them later. Like, you know how like um, uh, Fred Rosterman is like popping up in New Japan. Oh, great too, man. and you're like, oh okay. You yeah. know, well, there's like, but then there's like Rybacks who are just like, I want this much money, and it's like, we're not going to give you that much money. And he's like, well, I guess we're not wrestling She's right so now. So popped okay. today. I, oh yeah, yeah. We're not going <laughs> to talk about waste time. What a waste time. What a waste of time to talk about. Jesus that. God, he's an idiot. Like um, of all the things to talk about, Ryback. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> From day one, so, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names, but there's someone in this house who doesn't like big men wrestlers. I don't. What? <laughs> she hates them. I don't. Doesn't like them. Have to work as hard. What? Do you think more is handed to them, and they don't have to work as hard as the younger or littler or different guys? WWE for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because Vince has a huge old boner for him. And, and Vince isn't very patient. He's getting less patient as he's getting older. So I feel wow, like he ever getting- finding and disposing and finding and disposing. It's like you're running out of big guys. Like you got to yeah. train them up and like you got to teach them like they need to work as hard as the little yeah. guys. But yeah. I feel like you see that like when I was in college and we'd have to do a group project, I swear they told the football players, and the basketball players, just carry a notebook around. You never have to write in it, but just for God's sake, carry a notebook yeah. around. And that was like the deal is like, the expectations are different for big athletes than little athletes. Did you feel the excitement though when we got to see almost make his debut though? Like I was like genuinely like, come on, baby. Yeah. yeah. I'm a giant. I want more. I nope. want to see him hold him up. Yeah. Him, you know, but uh, I, no, nope. I love it. You get someone's going to slam him for the first time. That's going to be huge. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I, but for me, nope. like bruiser Brody, Antonio Inoki, uh, um, Andre the Giant, those are favorites of mine still. And yeah. I like 
Anoki and, and Brody, that feud is one, it's one of my fa- I'll rewatch those matches over and over and over again. Part, partly because watching that Japanese crowd whipped into a frenzy. I mean, that's the, to me, it's like watching like the Road Warriors in Japan or yeah. like Vader or Bam yeah. Bam yeah. and just like, I don't know, like I was watching so much early, like, eight, like 86, 85, 86, 87 NWA that in my head I was like, what if everybody just had one raw where they just kicked and punched and, and brawled the whole time and like headlocks? Yeah, underground. Ah, I, yeah. I also um, so like with for her because she didn't grow up with it. She's discovered people after the fact. Like she's mm-hmm. she is in love with with Stone Cold, which had, I mean, yeah, how do not be? But like Dark Side of the Ring made you fall in love with with eddie guerrero yeah oh right that's awesome and i think i i think that like there's still so much good that we can take out of such an insane insane thing like it it's a form of art and entertainment that has such a like dark shitty past (laughs) but like it's intriguing it's the same thing i love about punk rock like it's filled with lunatics. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. think uh, humans, Terrence McKenna once said that humans are a haunted species. And it's like, whatever yeah. we do, we're the ones that like do the most damage, I feel like. So any sect of things that we love is going to have that darkness. Yeah. But it's also going to have the Fred Rogers helpers and like the people like like Bryce Remsburg. I feel like you don't really hear about how much behind the scenes he like keeps it together like he's the one man no but like there's a lot of people that are just helping to make things be as good as they possibly can be and that's like the the stuff i think it's most fun to focus on i agree looking at like tony shivani is such a light (laughs) i love him and he's such a like he just he's he's just there for the ride and he's having fun and he's made me love him again. Yeah. Jr. is just an old man, and he's just part of what we what we all love. And we, I, I feel like he's just like you know, right. you know, yeah. You got, you got a oh, lot of different uncles. Some uncles yeah, are better than others. <laughs> uncle Tony's better than Uncle Jr. That's yeah. just back. But they're still your uncles. They're still you your have uncles. to welcome them. You have to respect yeah. them. I, uncle yeah, Jr.'s got stuff he can teach you technically but, yeah. but i just think like when you see a guy like ricky morton on twitter who's just yeah. like oh my god if i could do that move i'd steal it versus yeah. like you know the cornet side is just a yeah. whole other thing but it's like i love when like when old guys come to a show and they're cool and they're talking and they're yeah. not just in the corner yeah. on their phone or any watch any big star them. any big star when they come to a show how they act is like so important how i look at them I know uh, what's his name played the Godfather. Uh, like I don't know if you guys heard about him at AIW. Mm-hmm. Like when he came out and did the Papa Shango thing with Magnum CK and uh, like oh yeah yeah he was just he was all about having a good time. It was great to that whole locker room. I yeah. love those stories. Or like, but the the SmackDown before Mania, I think it was was it Les Thatcher that tweeted about like how. Uh, how it was like a master's class in promos and like named all the rest. Very cool. Sure. Didn't have, you know, you you hear these old guys that it's rare, but like those uncles are, are the good uncles. We always talk about Sergeant Slaughter and how he was watching Roxy from the corner of his eyes, taking it in and then came over and just like 
did a good deed and bought an autograph from a yeah. kid. And it's like, I'll never forget that. That's the attitude that I want to like promote. And like the stories about the young bucks, like not leaving their table until every yeah. autograph was signed. And that was because they saw Roddy Piper do it. And it's like those little acts of kindness, whatever the yeah. whole picture of wrestling is like, those are the things that matter to people. Those are the memories. Those are the things people write to us about in wrestling confessions. Well, it's like, yeah. there is magic. You just kind of, you know, gotta yeah, look for that's it. what we like to shine a light on because uh, there was our buddy Jimmy Lee at Starcast had a weird interaction, and he's just buddy like, Jimmy. he's like, I gave the guy my mind. The guy just like wouldn't even look me in the eyes, and then and then he went to Sergeant Slaughter, and he got like the reverse treatment of like he was so cool and remember over the this, end. remember this, yeah, and it's just like it's so interesting, and and uh, it can make a make or yeah. break a day, and it's yeah. like I think yeah. a lot of times people don't realize the power that they have of like if you're set up at a table and people are coming to see you and you're being dicks to them, that's yeah. something you got to work well, on in yourself. And the funny thing is of how life kind of comes full circle is now Jimmy Lee works for Pro Wrestling Tees, and then I probably needs something from Jimmy Lee now, and he can be like, "That's interesting," because when I met yeah. you, and I didn't work at Pro Wrestling Tees. You couldn't have cared less, you know. And seeing those people change the way that they behave. Like, it's interesting being connected to Marty. I feel like I see this weird, like, I'm not a girl that you can or should hit on, but I also can't do anything for you. And so the way that people have treated me at shows, I really, like noticed and taken note of like okay that's kind of how you deal with people versus yeah. like like effie somebody who doesn't matter who you are he's gonna be nice he's gonna have a fun conversation with you he's yeah. gonna stay in touch like and and ethan like i feel like i always oh have yeah certain yeah. people that don't see things you know the the same way as like there are certain people who could would not look me in the eye in the locker room and then when they got so like, canceled, then they later, got canceled. It's like, okay you didn't want me to see what was in there i understand that was the that. thing too where like there was somebody who got canceled and these guys were talking about it and they're like i don't know man he seemed cool to me like we just drove him he was just on his phone the whole time it's like yeah because you were three other dudes who he didn't want to have sex with so what was right. the point talking to you why would he yeah. talk to you yeah and there's yeah. a whole vast world of manipulation available on this tiny yeah. screen in front of you it's like oh there was a lot going on that we didn't see and that's just yeah. the way of people and i think I was just thinking yeah. of the bucks the other day i think because we we're watching aew and i was like i I I regret because a lot of those wrestling shows like I didn't go to because Roxy was too little and you know but I regret never getting to like really see them or meet them and watch them interact with Cash because I know how kind they were to him and like I feel like I missed out on on just a little something you almost fell he almost tripped and fell (laughs) And how how Classic, why so did we like, ever bloop? as a mother, how far does that go where like a wrestler was nice to your your child back in the day? Oh. Like, or how, on social media yeah. and retweets. It goes pretty far, for sure. I mean, do you have favorites because they for were kind sure. of sure, yeah. Alley Cat is royalty in this fucking Oh, yeah. she's always always I takes mean, the time. I just remember like as a kid waiting outside the back door of like the Hammond Civic Center, waiting for a wrestler to just do anything. Oh, you precious. And like they would like <laughs> The classic of the old guys would be like getting in their car. They'd be like, I'll get you next time, brother. They would just get in their car. And it's like, I couldn't imagine if I was, if I was like Roxy's age and like, you know, like, uh, 
stunning Steve Austin. I was like, we cheered for you, even though everyone else booed you. And he was like, ah, thanks a lot. Like that would have been like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm glad, I'm glad to like, like when I was a kid seeing like, like I'm glad I never encountered so, the ultimate warrior because I loved him so much. I was, a little I know. Boy. I know. He was awesome. And I'll never not. I know Jim Helwig was the highest order of pieces of shit. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't just love him. Because I didn't know that guy. Yeah. You knew your no. imagine, and we all need those superheroes as kids. Like I think, yeah. whether it's video game characters, wrestlers, actors yeah. on TV, like because they're not. When you're a kid, they're not who they really are. They're a beacon of light. They're a guide. They're like a protagonist that you want to act like, even if you don't know what they really act like. It's like what you're seeing is what's the key there. I agreed completely. And I can't wait until she gets the opportunity to finally meet Jungle Boy. It's, I don't know if the room will be ready for the amount of just like. And I mean, like yeah. we, with wrestling now, you watch and you're like, oh, Bailey has a picture of beating the Hardy Boys. And yeah. it's still kind of rare, but there's going to be that. Like, Bailey Starks has so many. Yeah. It's just like five or six years ago, she was this big with like a wrestler that she's like about to wrestle. It's, it's very cool to see it. It's going to be so wild. Of, like everybody who's like, I'm, you know, making my NXT debut. And here's a video the first time that I saw, you know, like someone. Uh-huh. Even when negative one was like one day i'm gonna be bigger than you i'm like saving that for a quick package you know that kid i that kid's when he is a wrestler yeah we're all gonna be what we're yeah we're gonna watch that kid yeah because preston vance must be a saint i mean i don't i don't know a lot about him other than what I see is him as part of the Dark Order. Yeah. But what an angel of a human yeah. being. They were soul. Uh, they were soldiers in a past life together, and they I found agree. each other again and are just carrying each other along. Yep. They're both doing equal share of the work there, I think. Yes. yes. Do you guys remember, like, on one of the shows where, like, the kid was up, like, on, like, the announcement? Oh, part? When, when Negative One was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so funny on commentary. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll kill you. Oh, yeah, when he threatened yeah. to kill right. I was like, kids in his class must not believe his life. Yeah, no. They like, know. you know, like, I mean, and it's like, it's so, it's heartbreaking that he lost his father, but also, yeah, like, but also it's like, gotta be wild of just like, yeah, then I was on TV and I've got the contract <laughs> waiting for me. And I don't know, was John Moxley, like we don't really do stuff on TV, but backstage we're best friends. And, uh, you know, we <laughs> me and Sting ate a whole bag of French fries yeah. out of the winter coat the other day. Yeah, Sting, <laughs> took me to a, Sting took me to a rallies. You guys, have this, you guys have the same love affair with John and Renee that we do. Of like, it's fascinating. Yeah, it is. They're yeah. like our secret friends that yeah. we like. We talk about them like they're our friends, and we yeah. Like episode. when I when I heard the Christian podcast, and they were like, oh. they're just like drinkers, and they were like, yeah. they just like, hey, Christian, you want to just Skype and drink with us? It's like, how fun is that? Like, why not? Like, just to, like, I, and like Moxley is such a unique. Like he's he's become kind of the coolest dude on the planet. Yeah, man. With all his, he's, it's so funny where it's like, I feel like Rollins has just never had a chance because he's always been around people so so much cooler than him. Yes. And it, yes. when it was his time in Ring of Honor, it was like, eh, you're not as cool as those other guys. <laughs> and then he gets in the shield and it's like, 
oh, well, you're clearly not as cool as Moxley, but maybe this other guy you're cooler than. And then it's like, they're both the two coolest guys. And then Seth is still just like trying to figure it out. Well, like, I feel like Seth is doing a lot of math for like how to get it right. Whereas yeah. like Mox and Roman are just like I, floating along and they kind of know what's important to them and how to go after I it. I truly think that one day that Rollins is going to figure out his character and, he, so. and he's, he's so cute. and he's going to be like, Oh man, I was just like, I don't know what I, I was just trying. The same way that Max is going to figure out his spray tan. Rollins <laughs> is going to figure out yes. his character. Yeah. Well, I mean, he somewhat, he needs some advisement on that. Here's, that what, is- here's what MJF needs is to just make it part of his daily rotation that instead of the tanning, like just go for walks in like no shirt or whatever, like just get out in the real sun. Good it's idea. Be the most amazing eye-opening game-changing thing, game-changing wrestling, I think. <laughs> like I, now, I mean, I look at a guy like Luke Gallows and I'm like, okay, that's clearly now just part of your thing. Yeah. So go ahead and, and overdo it on the spray tan. I think old Max just needs some like, hey man, yeah. let's let's work this out. Let's fix this. But well, you know, I, I think it's kind of like uh it's just it's just like one of those things where when you watch these old like documentaries WWE does and somebody either they get like a new gimmick or like I'm gonna I, I decided I was gonna be more serious and like you see them in those, even Triple H, like back in those days of wearing yeah. like suits and stuff. Like there was awkward phases till they like yeah. figure it out. And it's like you know, sometimes you're lucky enough where somebody's like, "You're with us now," yep. so I'm gonna. Ch-. You know, you heard like Bobby Lashley took all the guys to buy suits and stuff, which is so adorable, super cool. And it's the same thing. Like I'm watching all this old NWA and like you know, JJ Dillon used to wear these like used car salesman suits, and that was like his shtick. But then they're all getting to be horsemen, and now they're all. And Arn's taking off the Yankees cap, and now yeah. they're all wearing suits and stuff. And it's like, it sometimes it takes people a while. And I, I truly think like with a guy like Rollins, where it's just like he's just trying to figure it out. And I'm, and, you know, I what I've been super super aware of is like watching those WWE videos where when someone comes backstage everybody's high five and oh good shit that was so great vince did you like that that's exactly what i wanted it's like <laughs> i don't know man if any of these things could be like stinkers and everybody's high five and like that's what i've been waiting for the real you to come out it's like okay i mean he's already he's he's getting there by being with becky <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like his new like a good career like Cash. What do you think of Rollins' new kind of like being a wild man persona? I don't really pay attention to him anymore. I yeah. just like that Roman's a Paul Heyman guy, and Moxley's not a WWE. I don't. <laughs> yeah, really do yeah, right. And I, I think just like Seth is just not cool. Like it's just he oh. should embrace it. He's just not cool. That could be his new gimmick. Like, it should and it be. will be cool if we get. I'd like yeah. to see the real Seth that's like getting mad at video games and throwing in his controllers. And if he can embrace those qualities as like heel qualities and not yeah. just real things that he feels, that could be very powerful. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. But didn't he wear like a flame suit? I mean, he's wearing like dumb clothes and it's tra- he's trying to act all bizarre and like okay. cut a promo. He like did a camp. Someone posted a cameo and he's like, hey, man, it's <laughs> like, oh, what are we doing now? Like, yeah, it's real, real dumb and real over the top. Ashley has a- Ashley struggles with Bobby Lashley. And I blame that on Vince McMahon. <laughs> 
I just don't think he's very likable. He doesn't. I mean, if you remember that interview where he told Renee about his sisters, that was like, I think the biggest derailment where it was like, they, they just, they don't coach people who need to be coached in a logical way that real human beings speak to each other. So I understand why it would be hard to connect with him because like, we don't know him and we haven't ever seen, it's like every time we start to get a little like beneath the iceberg, we jump to a different iceberg and it's like, well, what was over there? Yeah. Yeah. That's a guy who like, when he wins the title and they're like the 19 year journey, it's like, you guys made it 19 years. Yes. That's on you. That's on yes. you. Like, don't, don't, I love it. To me, that just shows like when a guy like Drew wins it or Lashley and they're like 16 years or 19 years it took. It's just like, that's indicative of Cesaro should have been yeah. like winning gold years ago. I cried though. I still cried when he won that. Oh, we were so excited. <laughs> that was, that's probably my, that my personal favorite. Kevin and Sammy, I'm always, I'm always yeah, on board yeah, yeah. for it, but Cesaro getting that win yeah. was a like so collectively cool. as a family, you know. I know, and it, it's like nothing. It's so wild that we got oh. such breadcrumbs from Cesaro, yeah, and yeah. he wins a match at Mania, doesn't win a title or anything, and we're all still like, oh. yeah, yeah. But it, that's yeah. I mean, that shows like I that shows you like what fans are, are willing to I get behind. <laughs> What fans are willing to get behind, you know, like the yeah. people that like it was the same way with Brian, that whole thing where they're like, no, we're gonna go this way with Mania. And the fans were I know people hate, like, you know, fans shouldn't dictate it. Sometimes you gotta hijack yeah. the show, man. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the fans know a little better than the impatient old man that hates when people sneeze yeah. in his office. I mean, I watch right. again, I'm watching those old NWA shows, and it's just like whether it's like uh, a Barry Windham or a Lex Luger or a Sting, it's just like, what if you would have just let them win the title? Like, would uh, Ric Flair have really, like, would it, you know? Would it have killed you? And, and you watch some of these, and they're just like, it wasn't the right guy at the time. And it's just like, I don't know, it seemed like the right guy to me. Like, Crowds seem to be way into him. So. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, and it's just like, well, he wasn't ready. It's like, then put him in with people who are ready every match. And Tag like, him up for a while. That, with someone is, really good. It's scripted. It can be, you can, you know, like, I always tell Sarah, like, after we watch, like, a really great movie, I'm like, how does, like, Vince McMahon not watch a really great movie? And he's like, we could do that. You know, yep. we could tell yep. a great story like that. Yeah. I know. It's like instead of just changing things in the in the, it's the day patience of, and it's planning and yeah. somebody who tears up scripts the right before shooting is not a patient person and nope. the returns are never going to be yeah. as good as if you just like well Tony Khan's got storylines mapped out for probably the next eight years you know what I mean <laughs> and you know he's got notebooks and figures and like and it can change and like pieces come together and and it's like yeah I I trust that a little bit more and they're going to have missteps along the way but it's it's not going to be as big of a misstep as like robbing a healthy, deserving person of a belt for 17 years. Like that's not going to happen. Ridiculous. There were, there are such, there, there are moments that are so, we were talking about all those people and like, we, we had like a full conversation about her, why she doesn't like Bobby Lashley. And it, it occurred to me like, because it's just so simple it, it in my eyes, like if you bring a guy like Bobby Lashley back, Night one, have him murder Brock. Like, yeah. it's off yeah. to the races from there. You establish, like, that's our monster now, and we're all scared of him. But if you have the fiend, what monster can you really have with a regular guy? 
Yeah. They brought well, magic into the equation, and they weren't ready for the consequences. <laughs> and then, and then Alexa, and the like. That was the most like, why, why, what are you doing here? And they're like, right. And we're like, no, I no, can't no. wait for years from now. Because, you know, they make these documentaries and they'll look back and they'll be like, we just weren't clicking back then. No. <laughs> like this time, I know they'll blame it all on the on COVID and everything, but it will. Like, and, and and maybe they won't want to get any better. Maybe they're just, you know, happy and they're making their they're making so much money. They're just providing content or whatever. But like it would really be wild if something popped off in AEW or another company that made the WWE have to try harder. But yeah. I think these fans are back, man. They're going to be. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a, be a show, Jimbo and Hogan. Like. Hogan losing it in the eyes. He did. He was dead eyed. Oh. He held up his hand and then he just quick, he quickly put it down, but we couldn't yeah. hear the booze. And I was like, we're watching a man's like inner self yeah. just crumble. And probably he'll like, you know, build it back up in some muddy, you know, not yeah. way. But like in that moment, I was like, wow, I'm really seeing this guy get a little comeuppance. <laughs> And, and also, like, because when it happened, like, we looked at each other like, oh, <laughs> it's audible, too. That was like the yay booze. When we watched it night two, our buddy, we were like, listen to this. Like, Hogan's going to get booed. He's like, no, they're not going to boo Hogan. And then it was like, Titus was, like, talking. And then right when it went to Hogan, the crowd just went, boo. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, sorry. Also, he didn't Beautiful. call Titus brother. And to my, to me, I, it's Titus going. You aren't going to call uh-uh. me brother. You call no. me Titus, and because when he goes, well, let me tell you something, Titus. I'm like, oh, yeah. Titus didn't let him say it. Yeah. That's your brother, man. Yeah. yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't know. Like to what extent Vince McMahon is going to keep going to rehabilitate Hulk Hogan. Like it doesn't seem like he's not an active wrestler. It's not like he. You have all. I mean, like. You don't have all this money tied up in him anymore. It's like no. you made all your money off of Hulk Hogan. You're going to make like I'm sure you could sell some merch, which you'll still sell to his fans. Will anyway. The yeah. people who have to have every action figure, or whatever. People but, though who aren't in wrestling don't really know how rotten Hulk Hogan has been. So if don't. you really wanted to rehab him, the best thing you could do is take him out of wrestling and you know capitalize on the nostalgia. But again, that takes patience and planning. Right, but it's he's he's like like you know I I just think like if it was like. If you know Sylvester Stallone or whatever, I know he was in the news, but it's like if he said the stuff Hogan said, like what movie studios like we gotta get art, we gotta get Sylvester back, yeah, like, we gotta yeah. we gotta rehab them. Like, I don't get that. But you know, that's their choice and they're weird and they're David and Busters. And their money's all over. Yeah. They're David like, Busters and they're gonna corners. they're gonna do what they're gonna do. So yeah. I mean they brought Bruce Pritchard yeah. back thinking that like I, that to me is a, such a huge indicator of like the other guy, John Laurinaitis. They brought oh, back like oh. you've made videos talking about what buffoons these people were, and I've heard nothing about like about John Laurinaitis is just from story after story. Even from Pritchard himself has buried him every chance he got. How, how dumb he is! Yeah, fun yeah. meetings, fun meetings. I bet. And, oh, God. You know, it's just that weird thing in wrestling where it's like, eventually they'll call you back. Like, yeah, they always do. There's always Matt McCarthy always says everyone ever is behind the curtain. And yeah, yeah. I remember one of the fun things about going to wrestle cons were like, oh, let's see, who are we hanging out with last year? And then inevitably 
every year it'd be like, oh, that was the year Samoa Joe was at our table. Oh, Samoa yeah. Joe's on Mania this year. It does like progress or forward. I, saw, I remember seeing MVP and he was like the mayor of these conventions for a while. Yeah. MVP was just so cool and fun at all of them. And the video last year was all them watching Kofi win at the bar. So and then this year he's managing the WWE champ. Like wrestling, Wild. man, it's so cool. And like, just hang yep. on. If you're not doing great right now, hang tight. You'll figure it out. Or, you know, a lot of times it's just you get a new little gimmick or a catchphrase and all of a sudden you're Ding like the bell of the ball. So who knows what will yep. happen to people who got released. Uh, well, guys, uh, to wrap this up, uh, first of all, like I, well, I do want to say this. Uh, this is how I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to do a wrestling confession right here. Wow. wow. Do you need Sarah to sing the song? Holy fudge, pack my pants are stretching. It's time for Wesley and Ashley to tell wrestling confessions for we, <laughs> the buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we were in Chicago attending All Out. And uh, while we were there, it was fun. We were with you guys. We were, you know, having fun. Roxy is signing autographs for wrestlers. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter comes over and slides her a 20. And it's just all this joy is happening. And during the show, everything kind of came to an abrupt halt because... My brother almost died. <laughs> Ashley's brother was involved in, in a freak accident, was taken by life flight. We are four plus hours away. And you guys were the people there for us. You two and Jimmy Lee were there while we're panicking and dealing with this. You guys, you guys had already secured a hotel room for us <laughs> with beer in the fridge, like just <laughs> out of your way. Like Vinny and Scrump were the next day had it planned where cash was going to get to meet Kenny Omega. Like uh. just, you guys have always done this thing where you take care of who's ever close to you. And you've always taken good care of our family. And that night when one of the shittiest things we've experienced probably ever took place, we are so grateful that we had you guys there to kind of bring us some peace, to have, to offer us hugs, to offer us loving and kind words. It sucked. The drive home sucked, but having you guys there, having our friends there to hold us up in a shitty moment is something neither of us will ever forget. We'll never forget how you took care of us and took care of our kids. So our wrestling and con- confession is about how how uh, how important you guys are to our family. So thank oh. you. Well, thanks. Thanks, bud. That was so sweet. That was so sweet. I always think about how the people that are closest to us, whether it's like random or by choice, I have started thinking lately that they're the people who could use the kind of love that we could give specifically. Or like if I'm meeting someone by chance and I think like, embracing those moments is like there wasn't a choice like we just wanted to do whatever we could and i think that when you make those connections you'll find that more often than not the world's got your back and it was like you know really scary and didn't feel great but also there's a part of it that felt like the one right thing we can do and we have the sirens going in solidarity for this story (laughs) 
Um, the one right thing was just like, well, what can we do to make this terrible time a little bit easier? And as much as it helps you, it helps us to know like, Hey, there's some tangible good that we can do. And then when we run into stuff, like when DJ passed away, you guys reached out, like Mm -hmm. just about everybody reached out and like, and made a shitty thing better. And it's like that thing in, um, that beautiful inside out Pixar movie where it's like, you make these memories that are half blue, half yellow, like half happy, half sad. But those are the ones that end up being the most important. Cause you like grew and made a connection and had to lean on people and became stronger yourselves. So it was an honor to be part of that, even though at the time it was like a little wild and wooly. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Ken and Roxy for us are like, for me, when I'm, when I'm really down or something like doing something nice for other people always has helped. And like Cash was like the original little boy of like, oh, oh, let's get you a wrestling figure or something like that. Like if I I'll never down. forget that when you yeah. were like, I'm going to tell you about this kid. I think we're going to do so. It, the Cash set yeah. the precedent for like, let's always do nice things for kids in wrestling because they're going to grow up into these handsome yeah. teenagers that are, you know, rivaling Hook. In, and in now there's the like, now Cash is like a man and there's like other little boys that are like, well, they're going to need that John Moxley figure. We they better are, do and stuff. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's just been the the coolest thing to be able to do. You guys have really like, I mean, we're friends with people like Brandy and Jeff and Tom, you know, be, and because you guys have made a space for all these wrestling kids to like yeah. feel part of the feel feel part of the the show and. It starts with this one, who now is like deep voice, mustache, armpit hair yeah, kid. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, girls? Yeah. Here goes. But but we still have the we have the Nolies who are you yeah. know. Yeah. And then before you know, you're gonna blink, and Nolies gonna be like negative one. How dare you challenge me? And like oh my yeah. god, we were there. Like and the more you invest, the more there are these like great returns of like just thinking about how special it is now that I can have these fun gal chats with like. Roxy and Penny and Dina and then knowing that before I know it they're going to be little adults that I'm like well I hope we've helped you along and we'll keep help. like I don't I don't like severing connections unless it's like very important to do so and it's like nice you know knowing that you got whatever money in the bank it's so much better to have friends in the yeah. tank yeah that's right <laughs> uh well I changed the name of um Penny and um our um group What'd you oh, change? nice. Uh, Our group chat. You don't need to worry about it, Wes. Don't worry about it. Got no bo- yeah, no boys allowed. I got it. I got it. <laughs> no boomers uh, allowed. No boomers. I'm a millennial. Get me I, out of here. Very, yeah. I, I get boomered all the time. All the time. I'm like, I'm Gen X. Wait, okay. Yeah. That's the most boomer thing you can say. But, 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 but I'm Gen X. Like, okay. But Marty, our generation has been sliding under the radar. And Man, no, we, we're we're to pick on you guys. We're the getting, Zoomers are getting wise. We're getting picked on a little bit, but also it's like uh, I'm reading this. I'm reading this book called Back to Our Future, and it was like baffling the stuff that was marketed towards us and like <laughs> TV or movie, like. The government. It's so crazy. And I'm just like, oh man, it's leave so the wild. Gen, leave Gen X alone because they got the most broken notch. Because at least millennials and Zoomers a little bit started to get more social media. You guys were just in a cave of like, yeah, I know. Eat this, not that. This Raised by that. like Vietnam vets who didn't who didn't really figure out what happened over there, and then yes. like. And then the government basically making these movies to be like America. We were like America. Yeah. 
And Our, even after I, 9-11, we all wore patriotic shirts to homecoming. We were all like, <laughs> and then like five years later, we were like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Well, we, I played uh, the, the, uh, the band I was in at the time about a week after 9-11 or so, two weeks later, we played, uh, we played a benefit show. And it was a bunch of, just a bunch of like punk rock and hardcore bands. And I made a comment about the fact that like this moment shouldn't, we, we can't, this should not lead to, don't let your patriotism cloud your judgment and, and make you a bigot. Yeah. And I got this like, uh, what the fuck? Are, like, this is the least punk rock thing, like reaction I could have gotten. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Well, hold on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You don't not like the flag. Joe <laughs> yeah. in the crowd going, hey, man, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, let's talk about that. Like, yeah. I could be Jello, yeah. but, you know, he sounds like a yeah. dude. Um, but, uh, guys, where can people find you on the internet? Let's. We got to close with that. Uh, at Marty Sarapod on Twitter and Instagram, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling at gmail.com and uh, the MLW Radio Network, which puts us in every podcast stream every Friday morning. Uh, Marty and Sarah, this was, uh, but this doesn't make up for the, the face to face time. We didn't get to spend with you over the last year, but yes, all this tells us is there'll be more, uh, many, we've already, we've been manifesting it since the shit happened. Like there's going to be a lot more trips to Chicago. There you go. When you're Can't ready, wait. Chicago will be here. <laughs> <laughs> Marty and Sarah, we love you guys. Thank you for being on the show. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you very much.